Remember the old movie line that went, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. <laughs> That's how it can feel in some relationships. On my other podcast, Love and Abuse, I can tell you if it's safe to return to a difficult relationship. If that's something you need to know, head over to loveandabuse.com and I will guide you through it. Welcome to the Overwhelmed Brain, where you'll learn to make decisions that are right for you so that you can create the life you want now. Hey, this is Paul Coliani, and I'm here to help you learn to deal with difficult people and tackle life's challenges without compromising who you are. This show consists of my personal opinions and is meant for informational purposes only. Always seek a professional for your mental health and well-being. And uh, who are you? <laughs> who really are you? I was thinking about that today where what we do and how we feel and who we know and what our name is and what our occupation is, what our hobbies are, that's not really who we are. It's just everything else. <laughs> it's just everything else about us, but not who we are. And I know this is sort of like... Uh, question we meditate on. Who are who are we at the deepest level? It's not something I actually think about a lot, and I think it's um, interesting. But I don't think about it a lot because I do stuff. I do stuff to keep me busy. I do stuff to work, to make money. I do stuff to feel good. And uh, I try to avoid things that make me feel bad. What is this all about? I had somebody ask me the question, have I ever done any episodes about how to know your true needs in a relationship? I feel confused. That's it. That was the question, and it was a great question. I actually gave them a couple episodes to listen to. One is called, uh, it's an email grab bag episode called Purging Awkwardness, The Perfect Partner, Lonely and Depressed. Yes, I have some extended titles. <laughs> Go to theoverwhelmbrain.com and just look up the word um, awkwardness you'll find it. And the other one is when your top values aren't being met, the rest of it falls apart. Those are good episodes to listen to, to help you understand what your true needs are. They may not answer that question specifically, but I think that's what I'm trying to do right now. How do you know what your true needs are? I mean, I've talked about how to discover your values and how to prioritize your values and that prevents you from getting into any sabotaging or self-sabotaging situations because if you do what is most important to you, you know, in the order of importance, then you're most likely going to have a happier life, a more satisfying life. If you do things that aren't important to you or that you're even against, then you're most likely going to sabotage yourself. That's my entire self-sabotage product. <laughs> that I sell, except it walks you through it. But uh, the whole point is trying to figure out what's important to you. What is important to you? Now, you can look at it in the sense of uh, categories in your life, like family, relationships, and spirituality, or religion, or financially. What's important to you financially? That you make a lot of money? That you make enough? That you're not broke? I think these are important questions. And again, I talk about these as values in other episodes. And you can look up values at theoverwhelmedbrain.com and you'll find some episodes on those. So those can be helpful to understanding your needs in a relationship because when you are trying to figure out 
what you want in any relationship, even a friendship. It's important to understand what's important. What's important to you about a friendship? What's important to you about a romantic relationship? What's important to you about being alone? These are all valid questions that help you understand if you're going to have a somewhat comfortable or even satisfying, fulfilling relationship with the person or being alone. I mean, we don't even have to have a relationship to understand your needs or at least to work on discovering what your needs are and what your values are, which is basically, I look at those the same way. You have values, which are what's important to you. And then you have needs, which are also important to you. And I could go back and forth with some of those, like some would be a need that wouldn't necessarily be important to you, but because you need it, uh, I could probably argue for it or against it, but I think it's pretty much in the same ballpark. What do I need? I need oxygen. I need food. I need water, but those are a given. I try to keep those out of the picture. What is important to you? And here's the question that I always like to ask. What is important to you when no one else is in the picture? I mean, this is the same thing as being alone, but some people want to be alone. So that's why I asked the question, what's important to you or what do you need to feel good being alone? That is part of that. But when we look deeper, when we think deeper, when we reflect on who we are at the deepest level, what's important to you about being you? I must feel the sun every day. That could be important to you. That's not necessarily about being alone. It's just about being you. I need to breathe in fresh air, feel the sun, and uh, splash water on my face. I need to walk through the woods. I need to play my piano, my guitar, whatever. Those things are important to me. That's how I feel satisfied. That's how I connect with myself. That is one of the most important steps I've learned along my healing journey in life and my personal development journey in life is learning to connect with myself. I think some of us, I'm not going to say any names, some of us will rely, rely on other people. We'll rely on other people to bring us some sort of satisfaction or joy in life. And that reliance can hurt us if that person leaves or dies. And I'm not saying we shouldn't. I'm not saying that we can't have people that bring us those things. But I am saying that when we have a reliance on somebody and we're unable to fulfill some of those needs and wants in ourselves and we seek it from someone else and they do a very good job of fulfilling those needs and wants and whatever's important to us and that's the only source, then what we end up doing is uh, putting all our eggs in one basket, pretty much. If all our eggs are in one basket and that person leaves or that person gets angry at us and now we have no other support system, especially internally, what do we do? I was this way for a long time. I was this way for a good 35 years. I relied on other people to fulfill something that I didn't have in myself. And again, I'm not putting that down. I, I think that there are people that come into our lives that uh, will 
fulfill a purpose because we can't do it ourselves. Look at mentors. Mentors will do that. They can come into our life and change everything because we didn't know what we didn't know before they showed up or we didn't know enough. And we needed that guidance. We needed that mentorship. Um, a healthy person that comes along and teaches us something, whether that's a mentor, whether that's a friend or a romantic partner, whatever. When somebody has a healthy viewpoint, a, a viewpoint that we want to adopt, or at least we want to learn from, that can also be super helpful to our personal development. But what if, what if we can't find someone like that or don't find someone like that or the person we need doesn't exist. I was talking to my fiance today, Asha, and we were having a conversation and every now and then, I hope she never hears this, every now and then she gets hungry and angry. Yes, angry. She gets that way when she doesn't have enough food and then she's rather perturbed. <laughs> she's upset. And she doesn't know why. She goes, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. She'll say, she'll say something like that. And then she'll always say something along the lines of, maybe I'm hungry. Maybe that's the problem. I'm just hungry. And it made me realize that, uh, you know, when I'm hungry and I'm tired, I mean, I don't know if she was tired, but typically that's what comes with hunger is you start to get tired because you don't have any energy. So when I'm hungry and tired, my filters go down. And things that I was once upset about come back up. Things that I don't even think about ever come back up. And I thought today as she was talking about stuff and talking about some past stuff that she thought she was over, she was saying, oh, I'm still upset about that. But as soon as she ate, she was fine. What does that mean? <laughs> that means that it's possible to heal and still have um, an unclosed loop of some sort. Like an open loop is something that's unfinished. So you have something that happened to you that upset you. And let's just say you heal and you've forgiven or forgotten and moved on. Or maybe you didn't forget, but you moved on and you're okay with it now. And when you're okay with it, you don't think about it anymore. You just move on. And then when you, when somebody brings it up, you think, yeah, that bothered me, but I'm okay now. But then you get hungry <laughs> or you're tired and your filters go down and you think, oh, that does upset me. It made me wonder if, you know, when people have a photographic memory and bring things up from 10 years ago that they're still angry about, is it because they're hungry or angry or something else and uh, their filters are down and now they're bringing it up? But in general, they're not really angry about that at all. That's just something that I'm chewing on right now. There's probably some science behind that. Well, I know there is about the hungry and angry and all that. But to bring up stuff from the past that we thought we've resolved or thought was closed, why would that stuff come up again if it has been resolved? And it did make me think, well, is anything ever resolved? <laughs> because if we can think about it when it comes up and we get angry about it, and then I thought, oh yes, there are things that are resolved because when I'm tired and hungry, some of the stuff that used to upset me doesn't at all anymore. 
So it can be a, maybe an observation that you can make. It can be like a gauge of what might still need uh, to be addressed inside you when you get hungry, when you get angry. In fact, I talk about this in the Healed Being program. That's the program I help emotionally abusive people who want to change. I, I help them heal and I help them with their emotional triggers. And I say, if you're having an emotional trigger, the, the, one of the first things you want to ask yourself is, am I tired and am I hungry? Because it's possible your emotional trigger is just stemming from a weakened or lowered state. That's what can happen. We can get into a weakened or lowered state And when we're in that state, things tend to annoy us, things tend to trigger us, and uh, we can walk around on edge. But when we are energized or when we're properly nourished, then we may not do that. In fact, that's another good gauge. If you're properly nourished and you're getting triggered, that is something that you definitely want to address. I feel good. I'm not tired. I'm not hungry. And I'm really angry. Now, there are reasons to be angry and they could be legitimate reasons, but let's just say it's an emotional trigger that uh, you don't want to have or it causes problems with other people. Then you might want to address it. But if you think that you don't need to address it and you're also properly nourished and you're not tired, you might want to reconsider that. Anyway, I went off on a little tangent there, but what I'm getting back to is who are we at the at a deeper level and one of the ways i like to figure that out is a meditation i do every now and then i used to do it a lot but i think i've learned a lot about myself and reflected a lot on this already but it's still effective it's still an effective meditation is how would you show up in the world if you were the only person left How would you feel? What would you do? What would you think? What would be your day-to-day routine? And the reason I like this kind of visualization or meditation or however you want to treat it is that you get to learn about who you are without anyone's influence, without their judgments, without their prying eyes, without the fear that you need to be honest with somebody. You can just be whoever you want and do whatever you want. There wouldn't be any people. So this really is a journey into the self. And it might sound lonely. It might sound sad, but let's just say that you had to deal with it. You had to accept it. Then every day you were alone. First thing I think of is I'd probably get an RV and I wouldn't have to pay for it. And uh, I would just drive. I would drive and check out as far as I could drive. I would check places out, hoping that gas stations still worked. And I would keep driving, and I would probably be looking for people. Sure, people don't exist. I'm supposed to include that. But it sure seems that I'm looking for something more than just me. There's like a purpose behind that. I need to connect with something bigger or something other than me. So I still have that drive. I still have that desire to do that when I do my own meditation. But what is it for you when you think about you're the last person on earth or you wake up and everyone's gone? You can make up however that happened. (laughs) Everyone disappeared. Again, 
There will be some sadness. There will be some grief. Or maybe not. Maybe it would just be like, well, everyone's gone, so uh, I'm just going to see what happens next. I'm just going to take it minute by minute, day by day, and figure this out. But no matter what, you're eventually going to acclimate. You're going to accept it. Again, and, and I'm I'm giving you direction here. I know that some people would say, well, what's the point of being here? I want you to make it a point to be here. That's my goal for you is to make it a point that this is your opportunity to learn about yourself. Because I didn't say that everyone would eventually come back or not, because they might. (laughs) This is just in your mind. But who are you when no one's around? What do you do? What do you think? How do you keep yourself busy? Do you sit around and watch nature? Do you park at a waterfall and just sit there all day? Do you travel? Do you get a fast car? You know, when you think about these things, how do they make you feel? What goes through your mind? What gives you satisfaction? What brightens your day? Again, it might be difficult when there's no one around, but eventually you're going to acclimate, you're going to adapt, and you're going to find ways to survive. I imagine going to a grocery store and stocking up on cans. (laughs) (laughs) And I also imagine living in a very cold climate so I can store meats without electricity. This is a pipe dream, I know, but this is my meditation. So this is what I'm doing. So this is just a, a thought. This is just an idea. If you wanted to drill into yourself, you know, dive in and learn about yourself, what do you really want in your life? I believe it's an interesting place. I'm not going to say you should start there, but it's an interesting place to start because you might find some base level needs and wants that uh, might be missing in your life. Imagine that. Imagine you do this meditation and you realize, wow, that's missing in my life. Like one of the things that seems to be missing in my life is travel. Even though we travel once or twice a year, but I do believe that maybe more travel fulfills me because when I do my meditation, I love traveling. And I never thought about that in my waking reality, the reality that I'm walking around in now. I never think about that. I just think, oh, got to work. <laughs> I got to go, I got to go to work. I got to record another show. I got to write another blog article. I got to do this and I got to stay busy. I got to pay the bills. I got to attend to my partner, which I love. I love doing all of this, actually. I love doing all of it. But what if all that was gone? What would I want to do then? So that really connects with something inside me. And I that's why I'm giving you this thought, giving you this idea, how to discover the internal needs. It's almost a spiritual quest inside yourself. Like you are the spiritualness of you. And when you dive into yourself like this, you might discover something that you didn't realize was there. You might discover how to connect with yourself and what you really need. And I know I've evaded the question that this person wrote to me where she said, um, how do I discover my true needs in a relationship? Well, I think step one is discovering your true needs in yourself. I think it's important to discover who you are, at least as far as you can define, and what you want and what you need. 
I've given you one thought about how to do that. Another one is just to ask yourself questions like, what would be the perfect day? That's a good question. What would be the perfect day for me? Perfect day might be, oh, I wish everyone would just go away. <laughs> Very similar to the meditation, but that might be the perfect day. Or the perfect day might be, I wish I was around everyone I loved. That could be your perfect day as well. Are you getting enough of that perfect day? Some people are, I know, I know that I can hear it. I can hear what they're saying. They're saying, I don't have the money for that. I don't have the time. How am I going to fit that into my busy life? I hear you. I hear you. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the answer because I'm doing the same thing right now. This is why I have these meditations or visualizations. I lay in my bed at night and sometimes I don't do it as much as I used to, but sometimes I will picture myself as the last person on earth just to reconnect with myself, just to figure out if I'm actually keeping a balanced life, meaning am I fulfilling some of the needs that I have inside me? And I try to pay attention. What do I enjoy? Like, for example, I play classical guitar. I'm very amateur, but I play it. And that helps me connect with myself. When I play it, nothing matters. It doesn't matter if I'm uh, worried about money. It doesn't matter if I'm worried about my relationship. In fact, I learned one of the, um, one of my most favorite classical pieces that I play. I learned right after a major breakup during a deep depression. I was in depression. She left and I was alone. And um, I looked online. It was, a, I think there was YouTube back then. I forget how I found it. But I looked online and found this song and I said, oh my God, I love this song. I want to learn to play it. And it took me some time, but I finally learned how to play it. And every time I play that song, every time I play the music, I play the guitar, which puts that music into my ears, I'm lost to the world and I'm found to myself. That's the only way I can explain it. I, I find myself in that moment. And it's moments like that that I remember and that I want to make sure that I keep in my life. Because when you find moments like that and you allow them into your life and you fit them into your life, even during a five or 10 minute bathroom break, you might have to fit something into your life. That's a terrible visualization. Sorry. I'm just saying you do have to take the time to fit moments that you connect to yourself in your life so that you understand who you are, what you want, what you need, so that when you do connect with somebody else, you know what's most important to you and you never let that go because that's what can happen. We can meet someone else and then we start letting go what makes us who we are. so stressed out because we had to do some meal prepping for a party that we had at our house this weekend. And uh, it reminded us how much work it is to not only create a meal for ourselves, but for other people as well. So we had to prep a lot of food. This is why I'm so grateful for Factor. 
Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. These are ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. I mean, the holidays are coming up and it can be hard to cook things that are not only good but good for you. With Factor, you skip the extra trip to the grocery store and all the chopping and prepping and cleaning up. They're fresh, never frozen, and they're ready in just two minutes. All you have to do is heat it up and enjoy it. This is what I love about Factor. If you've listened to me for a while, you know that I always claim to be busy. (laughs) I am, I swear. Factor has me covered with lunch to go, effortless wholesome meals. If you want to save some time and also eat well, head to factormeals.com forward slash overwhelmed 50. That's code overwhelmed 5050 and you'll get 50% off. That's code overwhelmed 50 at factormeals.com forward slash overwhelmed 50 to get your 50% off. And another one of our sponsors today, BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I want you to consider BetterHelp. They are entirely online. They're designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You know, when I was in therapy for my depression a long time ago after a major breakup, nothing like this existed. And as an introvert, I would have loved it. I would have loved being able to go online or go through their messaging system and just be able to connect and share and ask questions and get the guidance that I definitely needed back then. The therapy landscape has changed. BetterHelp is on top of it. They are there for you, especially if your brain gets in the way. We should love our brains, but sometimes they pull a fast one and we need to talk to somebody about it. That's where BetterHelp comes in. I want you to check them out. Make your brain your friend. Go to BetterHelp.com forward slash brain. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash brain. You'll get 10% off your first month over at BetterHelp.com forward slash brain. by doing that, you lose yourself. You can lose yourself when you are giving up parts of yourself to the point where someday you will forget what those parts were. Someday you you will forget what you really need and what you really want. And if you let those parts of yourself go, you might feel like there's something uh, missing. Like you're going through life and you just feel like something is missing. This is what I tell uh, the victims of emotionally abusive relationships. I say, who were you before the relationship? Because you lost yourself in the relationship. So who were you before that? Because I hear this all the time. I hear uh, somebody gets into a relationship and before the relationship, they were vibrant. They felt smart. They trusted themselves. They felt energized. They felt happy. And then the relationship started taking little pieces away from them and they never got those pieces back. And when they get out of the relationship, if they do, hopefully they get out of the relationship or the relationship transforms into something better. They heal the relationship gets, it improves and things get better. That can happen, but sometimes it doesn't. So sometimes the person has to get out of the relationship and find themselves again. They have to rebuild. And sometimes they don't even know how to do that because who were they? They have to remember who they were. Who were you? Some people will tell me, this is who I've always been. I've never been happy. I've never felt peace or satisfaction. I've always been on edge or I've always had a little bit of stress 
or something's been missing forever. That's tough because what's your reference, right? I'm looking in the past and I have no reference. This is why I give you that visualization or meditation or whatever you want to do with it is you discover who you are when no one else is around because other people can really screw us up. They really can. Some people, I'm not saying everyone, everyone has their own influence on us, but some people have a negative influence. They don't affect us in a good way. And we can take that with us, unfortunately. And if we're born to parents that affect us negatively, we take that with us and we make it our belief system. We make it our reality. Our self-esteem is non-existent. We feel unworthy. We feel sometimes unlovable. And when we take that with us and we don't have a reference of how it's supposed to feel, how we're supposed to feel in life and how we're supposed to feel worthy and lovable and important. And if that doesn't exist, then where can we get it? That's why it's so, I mean, this is really comes down to self-parenting sometimes. If you don't want to visualize you being alone, visualize you being your best parent, your best mom or dad or any mentor, even any guide, anyone that you trust 100% that can give you what is missing. This does take work. This does take time by yourself, with yourself, for yourself. When you connect with yourself in this way, you give yourself more resources and more references about what is missing in your life or what you do need to be comfortable, peaceful, happy, or whatever you're trying to attain. You just need to know what that is at a deeper level. And sometimes it is hard. Sometimes it feels impossible. But I wanted to bring this up today to start opening your mind to it just in case it's been on your mind. Sometimes this stuff isn't on our mind and it's just an intrinsic part of us and we don't even realize it. We just walk around knowing something's missing or knowing there's more to life, but you can't figure out what that is. Or you just have come to accept that this is the hand you've been dealt and you'll just have to deal with it. If you feel that way, just let me assure you there is more. There's a lot more. And sometimes it's not outside of you. Sometimes, well, almost always, it starts inside. And once you are able to get a good, solid foundation of what you really need at the deepest level, then you can build from there. And it doesn't mean you have to discover everything that you need. It just means that you have to start somewhere. And I always like to start at the base. Let's start at the origin. Let's start at the deepest level so we can create some sort of foundation. It's nice to go out and have a good time. That's great. Is that foundational? Is that enough? Is it enough to say, hey, when I go out and have a good time, that's a great place to start. That's a great base for me. It could be. I certainly wouldn't want to take that away from you if that's how you feel, because that could connect with something at a deeper level. Why is it fun to have a good time? Silly question, but why is it fun? Why is it good? How does it affect you at the deepest level? What does it do for you? Does it linger when you have fun? Does it feel good in a deeper way that uh, is more meaningful than just something on the surface? 
So these are just my musings, my ramblings. I do hope you got something from this today. And I do want to end with something slightly spiritual. I don't really talk about spirituality or religion or anything like that on the show. And this is more of a personal spiritual perception that I have. What I have learned throughout life is as I learn what I need, who I am, what I need to heal inside me, as I do that, as I connect with that deeper stuff and I heal anything that needs healing and I connect with the parts of me that maybe I had lost or never found before, as I do that, things in the world seem to naturally align to my new self. I don't even know how to say that right. Things seem to happen that line up with who I am becoming and have become. I can't explain it. The, the only way I can explain it is, let me give you a couple of examples. One of them, and this is a very minor example, one of them is when I was searching for a vehicle. I wanted to, a very specific vehicle about, I don't know, 17, 18 years ago. And I was on Craigslist. Anybody remember that? <laughs> and uh, I was looking for very, something very specific that I didn't really think I'd find, but I had it in mind. It was something I thought about for a long time. And I said, you know, this would be the perfect vehicle. It was a pickup truck. And uh, suddenly I saw this ad. It was, you know, after a couple hours of searching or daily searching, and I, I saw this ad and I said, oh my God, that's it. That's the truck I want. So I sent the person a message and I never heard back and the ad disappeared. <laughs> and I said, oh, that, that was my truck. I wanted it so bad. But something kept, I don't know, gnawing in my brain. It, it kept saying, that's your truck. I don't understand. That's your truck. It's gone, but it doesn't make sense. But I'm going to have to accept it. But it felt like my truck. I mean, literally, that truck felt like my truck. A couple days later, the ad comes back up. I thought, what is this about? So I wrote again. And I said, hey, I, I wrote to you before. And um, I noticed that your truck ad came back up. Is this really for sale? You know, what's going on? And I got a message back saying, yes, I, I'm still selling it. And I never got your email. And I said, I want to come and see it. And uh, I, at the time I was with my soon to be wife and we went and went to look at it and we drove it. I loved it. And uh, I think I negotiated just a couple hundred bucks down and it was ours. <laughs> <laughs> it was mind blowing because when I saw it, I knew it was mine. I, you know, how does this relate? That, that's one example, but how does this relate? It relates because I really felt lined up with it. I really felt like this is what I needed. This is something that I really needed and something that I really wanted. I know there are people out there going, that's the law of attraction. I have my reservations about the law of attraction, but uh, why not? If you want to put that label on it, that's fine with me. But I look at it as there's something inside that I connected with that uh, I really, deep down at a deep level, had resolved and was ready for. And I, I, I think that has a lot to do with healing. Again, this is a minor example and it's probably a silly one. Paul, that's just a coincidence. That's just a coincidence. It could have just been something else. But it was the perfect thing because when I 
imagined it and what I wanted in a truck and anything in any vehicle, that was the perfect situation. And that truck is still around today. <laughs> I don't own it. I actually gave it to my mom, but it's still around. It's still working. It's clear that this was meant to be, at least to me. To me, this was clear that it was meant to be, and it was meant to go to my mom. That's how I look at it. It was meant to end up with my mom because long story short, she was about to pay for a vehicle and she didn't have any money. And I said, mom, let me just give you this truck. This is the surprise I wanted to give you this truck. It's going to last longer than you, <laughs> which some might find offensive. But she said, then I want it. Thank you so much. And she still repeats to this day. She goes, I love that you said it's going to last longer than me. That means I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to stress out about it. And she's happy. She still has it. She still drives it. It's just one of those things. So I, I look at that as one of those spiritual things that must have been because of some healing and some foundational stuff that I did inside myself. Really felt aligned with it. Something else that happened, which was very surprising, is the first person, the first long-term girlfriend I had, the one I wrote a song when I was depressed after she left, <laughs> talked about her earlier. Uh, she, she and I were together about, oh, what, 13 years? And after we broke up, and I met somebody else, and then I got married to that, to that person, and then I got divorced from that person the day after my divorce was final. This ex-girlfriend writes to me out of nowhere. The day after. It wasn't public. It wasn't in the same state. I mean, nobody, I mean, it was public somewhere, but she, she didn't know. She had no idea. She just reached out to me, and she said, I can't believe you're doing this show. <laughs> you're a different person. You've changed in a good way. Or I don't think she said that, but I think that's what she was implying. Like, who are you? What happened? This is incredible. She was congratulating me and she was, I don't know, proud of me. I don't know. But it was just odd that it happened the day after my divorce. And I hear from her for the first time since we broke up or since we last connected, which was shortly after we broke up. And I just flabbergasted. I couldn't believe that that was the moment she reached out to me. That was another, quote, coincidence. But I believe I was lined up for it because it was around that same time that I chose to be single. I said, you know what? I've had too many relationships fail. I need to be single for a while. I need to choose to connect with me. I need to discover who I am. I mean, this really was a personal and spiritual journey for me. My relationships were, were failing. I was the cause of all the failures and I needed to find out why. I needed to heal stuff in me. I needed to figure out why I kept causing this and what I was doing specifically. And so when I decided to be single, shortly after, maybe the same day, my now fiance reached out to me. This is like the day or the day after I decided that I was going to stay single. She found me. She was on a dating app. I was on a dating app, but I was closing my account the next day. And uh, she reached out to me and she didn't even say like, hey, let's, you know, connect and see what's going on. She was just asking me about business stuff because uh, I'm in coaching and I know hypnosis and I know other things. And she said, oh, I'm really interested in that because that's my interest too. And, uh, 
I just wanted to say hi. And I wrote to her and I said, Hey, um, I'm not going to be on this dating app anymore. I decided that uh, I need to heal. I'm fresh out of a, a divorce or I mean, I'm fresh out of a marriage. I just got divorced and I need to heal and I need to uh, find out who I am. And by the way, I live with my mom and I'm broke. <laughs> so, so that was my honest reply to her. In fact, that was the first time I decided that I'm just going to be honest. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I need to be honest. I need to just start being transparent. I need to start being myself. Was another way I connected with myself. Just being who I really am, not trying to impress, not trying to pull the wool over someone's eyes. I just wanted to put myself out there and say, this is who I am. So I really, and I'm, this is me telling her in this uh, message I sent her, this is where I am. This is how business is going for me. And I'm freshly divorced. So I don't know if I'm the best candidate for dating right now. I'm going to stay single. That's what I told her. And she wrote back and said, LOL, <laughs> that's actually refreshingly honest. And then we had, oh my God, one of the most transparent, genuine, honest conversations I've ever had with anyone because I decided not to try to be impressive. I decided not to try to make her think that I was anyone than who I really was. And that changed my life too. And we didn't decide to connect romantically for several months because I still had healing to do. I still had a lot of reflecting to do. But um, it's just amazing that the day I decide that I'm going to be single, I'm going to stay single until I discover who I am and realize what I want in my life. That was the day that uh, she showed up and the timing was impeccable. Just like those two other examples. And I could tell you so many more, but every time I've worked on myself, every time I've chosen that I need to discover who I am or I need to figure out what's going on inside of me. So I'm going to spend time with me. Every time I've done that and I've done some healing, some uh, understanding, lots of reflecting, when I've done that, something in my life changed and changed for the better. It's almost like a, a reward that you get for reconnecting with yourself. So I, I know that this is, again, might be too spiritual for some people, might not be spiritual enough for others. <laughs> Then there are those that are saying, that's all law of attraction, you idiot. <laughs> so however you want to label it. But that's what I went through. And uh, that's why I have that perception. And that's why I think it's so important to find time to be with yourself, to connect with yourself, to understand who you are, to understand what you want and what you need, even when there's nobody else in your life. And if you had endless resources, what would make you comfortable, peaceful, even happy, or whatever you're trying to attain. I hope this is helpful to someone out there. Thank you to the person who wrote that. I appreciate you. And thank you for listening to another episode of The Overwhelmed Brain. I want to thank our patrons this week. They are somewhere. <laughs> Where are they? Uh, oh, here they are. Wanda, Delek, Victoria, Heather, Sally, Andy, Maria. Thank you all. I appreciate your financial support. These are the patrons I read new names every week and they wanted to give back and that's what they did. They gave back and I appreciate all of them. 
Thank you so much, patrons. And if you value this show like these patrons do and you want to give back, head over to moretob.com and you'll have an option to do that as well. And also for a show on how to deal with difficult relationships, head over to loveandabuse.com. That is my other podcast. And of course, if you know you're the difficult one in the relationship, go over to healedbeing.com. It's not a podcast. It's a full comprehensive course on how to change from being the difficult one, from being the emotionally abusive person into a healed being over at healedbeing.com. And finally, thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for some of the music transitions in the overwhelmed brain. For my final thoughts, I'm just going to read you a message. Uh, actually, it's a, a review. I got a review in, I think it's iTunes, from um, Uniquely Me. Not me, but the person who wrote. They, that's their handle. Uniquely Me. For years, I found myself always towering in my marital relationship and other relationships to an extent in the face of verbal challenges, not saying no when necessary or remaining true to my belief system. I constantly second-guessed myself and so remained a stepping block and was constantly walked over and unappreciated. I knew there was more to me and the value that I knew I deserved. After coming across this podcast about three years ago, my personal growth journey changed dramatically. The content has not only encouraged and empowered me, but also evoked accountability, especially surrounding old coping habits from childhood and life experiences, as well as blind spots I was unaware of. I am more poised and confident and hopeful than I could have imagined. I have greater courage and balance in speaking up and advocating for myself. I'm just so grateful for Paul sharing this podcast and helping his listeners to grasp that despite the hurdles we face, Indeed, we are amazing. Listen and challenge yourself to change and grow. Thank you so much, Uniquely Me. The check is on the way. <laughs> I am very grateful for what you said and uh, everything you said was just so kind. And you did all the work. This is what I love to remind people that you have the hard job. <laughs> you have the hard work to do. I did a lot of hard work myself. Don't get me wrong. I know what it takes. And because I know what it takes to make some major changes in your life, I know what it takes for some people listening right now for what it took for you, Uniquely Me, and what it takes to heal, what it takes to grow and learn and get into a new space inside yourself to make the life that you want to make. And we don't always have a choice. Sometimes we have to adapt to what life gives us, and uh, that can be tough too. So I understand the challenges. So when I read something like this, I know that there was a lot of work involved. And I do just say, hey, I'm glad I could help. I'm glad that you found something in this show, in what I said, that allowed you to open the door to something different, to something new, to something bigger, to something better in your life. And I'm grateful that you shared it with me. So again, thank you for that. I do read... All the reviews, I don't read them on the air. I don't have time to read them all, but I do read them. So if you think they're going unread, that's not true. I just don't have the time to put everything on the air, but I do like to read one every now and then and kind of say something about it. And I'm so glad that this person wrote this because it can be inspirational to someone else. If this person can do it, so can you. Yeah, but my situation is different. Absolutely. Everyone's situation is definitely different. Yeah, but it's impossible. I have no options. It may feel that way now, and I won't disagree because sometimes, yeah, you don't. <laughs> sometimes you don't have an option, but 
it doesn't mean it's going to be that way forever because change does happen. It's a natural part of life. You hear it over and over again from everyone that talks about what I talk about. Change happens. So because change happens, change will happen. And sometimes we need to dig deep down inside ourselves, connect with those parts of us that maybe we haven't connected with in a long time or ever. We need to rediscover sometimes and we often need to rebuild or build anew so that we can create a solid foundation so that um, maybe something will happen. Maybe something will spring up from that foundation that we build. That's what I believe. And so hopefully my belief is enough for your life to go in the direction that you want it to go. If you know it's not enough, all I ask is that you keep an open mind because that's how you step into your power and create the life you want. Always take steps to grow and evolve. You are powerful beyond measure. And above all, and this is something I absolutely know to be true about you. You are amazing. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Life's better with an auto policy from American Family Insurance. No matter what dreams you're driving towards. That's because our expert agents will make you feel totally protected with the right auto coverage at the right price. You'll also save up to 23% when you bundle auto with home. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.